friends. Welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Friends Podcast. My name is Liv. I am not joined today by Jess. Jess is still sick. I I have never seen her be this sick. And that's saying something because we have been friends for, I don't even know how many years, but we've been friends since we were 16. Um, and she had a heart attack a couple years ago. And like, even with the heart attack, like she was not as miserably sick as she has been. Um, and it's like so fucking sad to watch. Like it genuinely, like this is the downside of being a long distance friend is that when my friends are like struggling or in need, I'm like, do you want a phone call? Like I can, I can send you a meal or like, just like listen to you if you need someone to listen to you. Like it's fucking tough that like, you can't be like, Hey, do you want me to like come over and bring you soup and just like hang out? And like, what can I take care of for you? You're just kind of like stuck there being like, I don't know what you need taken care of. So like, if you need something, let me know. So yeah. Um, Jess is still sick. I don't know if this is going to release as a bonus episode or as a main episode. I, I haven't decided yet, but while I'm recording, I just uploaded our book review our book talk review episode to premiere on its appropriate Monday and I've already recorded this topic and I didn't like it I just like I liked it while I was talking about it and then I thought back on it and I was like I don't want to include all of that or I don't like these parts of it and so I figured I'd I'd take it back and just do it over again um So today we're going to talk about Bama Rush. For those of you who are new to the show or in case I haven't said it, because I don't know what I, if I've said this before, um, I graduated from the University of Alabama in 2021. I went through Bama recruitment in 2018 as a freshman and I went through fall recruitment. So Rush, as you see it on TikTok. And I want to start by saying that like it was different than it is now. So back in my day, back in my day, you started with a round called ice water teas and you had to go to every single house. Even if that house already knew that they didn't want you, you had to go in there and talk to them. And like, they didn't like release that, like all of them have GPA requirements. So if you get dropped round one, it's because of your GPA or you just like, there's, there's a lot of other reasons or like you weren't a legacy and they had to take legacies because back then legacy status was considered. I know it's not considered anymore, which was so much beef for so many people. And like, I get it, but I don't like, I understand being like, well, I was in this organization. So I want my child to be in this organization, but like sorority recruitment is kind of like dating. You're not just going around hoping someone will take you. You're also trying to figure out who is the best for you. Um, And back when I was a freshman, like they kept telling us like, it's going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. Like it's a mutual agreement. And like, I remember preference round, which is the last round. So my first round, you go to all of the houses. The first round I went into one house and I was like kind of offended by the girl talking to me. Because I was like, I don't think I've brought this up or like hinted at this, but she asked me the question of like, so besides like boys and parties, like, what are you looking forward to in college? And I was like, and it was like 
really, you only had like 15 minutes for these conversations. And it was like right off the bat. And I was like, I'm here to get an education. And then we just like awkwardly were in silence for a while. Cause like I did say it kind of cunty of like, well, I'm actually here to get an education, which was 18 year old Olivia being offended. Like it, I wasn't fully self-aware yet. I also was like really insecure because this was a house that like had a reputation for being like the hot girls and you want to get into this house. And I was like, they intimidate me and like kind of scare me. And like, I don't know, needless to say, they did drop me um, immediately. I also dropped them though, like that it, it was because like back then you'd go to the computer lab in one of the dormitories and you'd have a computer system and you'd have to like rank the houses by how much you liked them. <laughs> And then it was like your bottom two were your ones that you were like, I want to get rid of. But if they kept you, like, essentially, your rankings really didn't have an effect. Unless every single house wanted you back, which was the case for like two people. And good for them. That's so lovely. But then, so we had ice water tea round. And I, I had one organization, actually, I had two organizations that before rush like girls will start following you on social media I don't know if they're still allowed to do this I know it's gotten kind of like murky but like back in my day people would follow you on Instagram so like I had a bunch of Zetas following me because I was a legacy for Zeta I had a bunch of DZs following me like the DZ uh recruitment vice president was following me and like throughout recruitment, like came to talk to me individually, which is like one of the like tell signs that that house wants you and you are a desirable pledge for them. I didn't end up going that house. I ended up getting dropped not too long after. And it kind of worked out because the guy that I was seeing's ex-girlfriend was in that organization and all of her friends were in that organization. And it probably had something to do with it, honestly. Um, But it was it was like so heartbreaking. Cause I was like, I thought that they wanted me and it, it like Zeta, because I was a legacy, I was guaranteed invites back for uh philanthropy round because that's how it worked back in 2018. And KD, my dad submitted all of my legacy paperwork. Cause he was like, Hey, like her mom, who she is a legacy through passed away. Like how do I document this? And they were like, oh, like, just fill this out. Absolutely. That girl had no interest in me while I was talking to her during philanthropy round. And then their like membership VP came over, talked to me. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm so excited. And I like mentioned it of like, yeah, like my mom passed away when I was five years old and she was a Katie. And like, that was something that was really important to her. And that like a lot of her friends were, you know, from this organization and and that it was so influential in her college experience and so like it's really exciting to like see this organization today and how it could influence my life the way it influenced hers and they were like absolutely immediately dropped they never wanted me they were like right we don't give a shit and I was like okay that's fine um and then Zeta we like sat down watched the philanthropy video and the girl was like looking behind me at the girl sitting like a row behind me and I was like okay well now I feel like a piece of shit like all right that's fine all of my aunts 
are Zetas. My stepmom is a Zeta. Like my, I had like a million letters of recommendation for it because I, I didn't ask for them. Like my mom was going to fill one out and my stepmom's aunt, my stepmom's sister was going to fill one out. And then my birth mom's sister filled one out and all of her girlfriends from college filled them out. And I was like, this is so intense. Um, cause you only needed like two. Um, so that was Despresso. Um, Tridel, I, I enjoyed, I had some letters of recommendation for Tridel. A woman I used to babysit for wrote me one. And during philanthropy round, like I was really connecting with the girl I was talking to. We had similar interests of like career paths. And I was like, that's really nice. Cause then like, if this is an organization I'm in, like, this is someone who I can connect with to be like, Hey, help guide me through my education. Cause like, I know it's going to be difficult. Um, and the, like a girl came to bump her and be like, okay, like my turn to talk to her, whatever. How are you? And she like looked up and was like, I'm not done talking to her. And I was like, oh, that must be like a good sign. In retrospect, I know that it's not a good sign because it means you have less people voting on you. Um, so like had a great conversation, however. So would you like to make an appearance? You want to say hi to the friends? Come here. Come here. No? Okay. Poots is in the room with me today. He I know you've probably heard him earlier, but he's he's having a moment. Anyways, so yeah, those flowing at the P round. Um I remember the organization I ended up getting into, the first girl I talked to, I was like, this girl is on something. Like, I have never seen someone as, like, excited and happy and wonderful. And, like, she's just like that. Like, she's genuinely just, like, so bubbly and happy. Uh, She is a newscaster now. And, like, she took, she ended up being the person who took me to my first gynecologist appointment, like, the person who I ate most of my breakfast with that first year, like she didn't become my big, but she did become a very influential person for me. And like, I don't know if she realizes that. And like, if she ever listens, I hope she realizes that like, she had such a special impact on me because, you know, I had early classes that first year and the first few weeks, like, you know, I I was used to how, the high school routine was if I wake up early, I go, I get my breakfast, I walk to class and like figuring it out. And it was so nice to have a girl who like lived in the house, who had gone through these things and that I could just sit with and talk to about anything. I mean, like she took my first day of freshman year photo. Like I said, she took me to my first gynecologist appointment. She was like, do you want me to come in and hold your hand? I was like, I'm okay. But she like sat outside the door and like talk to me about those things of like, Hey, like, it's probably important that you like go and you get these things done that like, let's talk about protecting yourself and all of these other things that I just was like, I I really like this girl. I really appreciate this girl. And like, we weren't like super close ever, but she definitely had a really positive impact on me, um, and my college experience. And I still follow her. Uh, she's really cool. She's now a, a news anchor um and got married there we go so that's cool um I think she's competing for Miss Alabama which like pop off queen good for you so yeah there was that but I like my first time meeting her I was like holy shit this girl has energy Jesus but then after philanthropy round we had sisterhood round 
and you know, more houses drop you. All of my legacy houses dropped me. All of the houses that I was like, they want me dropped. Um, and I was like, oh, well, fuck. Like, it does kind of like hurt your confidence a little bit because like you're kind of insecure and it's like, it's like you wonder why, you know? And that was, that was a thing for me of like, you know, they're like, oh, like GPA, whatever. But then you realize that it's like, they're, they're scoring you. How much do we like this girl? And don't get me wrong. Like it's beneficial the same way that like, if you're going through a breakup, it is for the best. That person is probably not your person. Like if you're going through a breakup, it means you're one step closer to the person that's right for you. If you are getting dropped from a house during rush, it means you're one round closer to the right house for you. And that was something that like my Rokai ended up telling us is like, trust that the system isn't going to make a mistake. Trust that you're going to find the place that you need to be. Trust that what is right for you is going to happen. And just because you thought you wanted one thing doesn't mean that you're not going to get that just in a different place. And it'll probably be better. And I was like, fuck, like, okay, like, I appreciate it, whatever. So that happened. Um, And then sisterhood round, my anxiety was like through the roof. You know, it was like starting to get real. The conversations are starting to get longer. And I just, it's so hot. It's so humid. I don't like the heat. The heat is like so bad for my mental health. And I had a panic attack and like puked outside of a house, like fully dry heave panic attack, like nastiness because you're like rushing from one side of, you know, sorority row to the other side. And you only have this much time. And I like almost missed a party. And during convocation, they were like, if you don't go to a party, like you might not get into any house because you didn't maximize your options. Like if you don't maximize your options and go to every single party that invites you, that will be taken into consideration when it comes time to say who gets a house and who doesn't. Because if you choose to just go, oh, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like the girls in that one. So I'm just not going to go. You can go. And that was something that like also my Rokai kind of taught me, which is a beneficial skill later in your life. Like genuinely going through sorority recruitment was so helpful for a lot of different reasons, personal life wise. Cause like, how do you walk into an environment and go, Hey, I think you guys are so cool. And I really love this organization that you guys have going on. But I just don't think that it's right for me. I think I've found my home somewhere else. And I had to do that. And it was like so sad because I really liked the girl I was talking to. Like she was so cool. But like I had another organization that I was like, I had a panic attack and I walked into and I looked at the girl and I went, I just had a panic attack outside and I'm so sorry, but I'm about to start crying. And she was like, oh my God, like totally okay. Grabbed some tissues, was like, hey, like it's fine. You are okay. Like everything's going to be all right. Like, can I get you anything? And I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. It just, you know, it's been a lot. And we like kind of talked about mental health and, you know, somebody else came over. I don't even remember talking to anybody else that round, but I remembered talking to that one girl and I remembered how safe I felt because I was so embarrassed. I felt embarrassment and I felt shame that I wasn't the perfect princess, like all these other girls next to me. And I was like, no one's going to want me because I am, I feel like I'm 
pretending to be the person that they want. Like, that's just not who I am. And I ended up getting into that organization. And the girl who I had that conversation with is currently one of my best friends. Uh, she ended up becoming my big, um, we lived together in college. Like she became one of the most influential people in my college experience. And like one of the people that I'm the most grateful for, um, currently, you know, because she was there for that. You know, I, I really appreciated that I got into an organization that had the reputation of being the most genuine people on campus, that these were women that will tell you to their face who they are. Now, sometimes it's not what you want to hear, but like they, they truly were genuine and kind and loyal. So preference round, I ended up talking to her and one other girl and the other girl that I talked to, it was so funny. A couple months later talking to her, she like drove me somewhere. She, she drove me and like a couple other girls to, um, like one of our date parties, like a pregame for it. And she was like, yeah, you were my brush crush. And it was like, I was like, so excited to talk to you during uh prep round. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't, I'm so sorry. Like I was so focused on like, I told this one girl that I threw up outside and was having a panic attack. And she was like, Hey, that's fine. That's okay. Like you're safe. You're safe here. That I was, and I was so excited that I was like, I didn't even like, I didn't, I, God, fuck. I'm such an asshole. I'm so sorry. And she was like, no, you're good. Like, I just wanted, like, we want, we wanted to get you in the house, you know, because like, you seemed like someone that I could be friends with and that my friends could be friends with and like a good person. Um, and I hope she's doing well. She became somebody else's big. She wasn't mine, but she was really, really cool. Like it genuinely, like I look back at it and I'm like 95% of the girls that I interacted with in that organization, I was like, they are so cool and like fun. And there was a couple that I was like, you scare the fuck out of me and like I really want you to like me and that was like low-key heartbreaking for like my insecurities and stuff of like what what led these people to choose the people that they chose to be friends and why wasn't I good enough and then I had to just like stop and be like 10 years from now it's not gonna matter I've made some friends out of here and that's that's what matters like I still follow them. I love keeping up with their lives because I still think of them as like these cool older girls that, you know, were in the organization and had fun stories and whatever, but like, they didn't want to be my friend and that's okay. Like I'm not for everybody and everybody's not for me. But yeah, the other house that I had pref round, I remember getting it back and being like, I really don't want this house. And I'm ashamed to say that the influence of a guy impacted that that I had a guy who told me that that was like the least desirable house and that it had a reputation for being like gross people. And it, it makes me so angry because every single girl that I met from that organization was kind and sweet and beautiful and cool and like funny and fun to be around. And that this like shitbag opinion was it was just who's who's most fuckable and that that had any influence i i do feel sad about 
but I do believe that everything worked out how it, how it needed to. I really liked the girl who I talked to in there. I had talked to her during philanthropy round and I had talked to her during prep round and I had talked to like all of their leadership board, like every single day they were like, hi, we want you. And I was like, okay, like, cool. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, like at first I was really hyped about it. And then I got that opinion back and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, and I do think that I would have made a lot of friends there. I think it would have been fine. You know, I think I would have had a good experience, but like having to sit there and be like, I think I really connected with one house more and the girl being like, I get it. And that's fine. And she was so sweet. Cause she was like, well, listen, we have 40 more minutes for us to hang out and talk. So like, let's just hang out and talk. What's going on? What are you most excited about? You know, like, I'm not going to talk to you about the things that they're telling us to talk about during pref. Like, let's just talk. So that was my experience as a PM. But then I did recruit in-house. I was on the floor for one year and I was a basement girl for the second year. And I was a basement girl during COVID. So we were just trapped in the basement all day, every day. Um, and like, I had Snapchat videos of like, we got one hour to go home and like changing shower. And then we had to be back there to like, keep going. Because when you're a basement girl, like the girls on the floor, yes, it's tiring and it's hard and you lose your voice and you have to talk to all these people that like a lot of the girls are not nice. Like spoiler alert, if you are a PNM and you're going through recruitment, please be fucking nice. Because like I had girls that were so rude to my face of like, yeah, I heard that you guys have a reputation of getting fat. So I don't want to be here. Like, wow. Thanks for the honesty. But like, I wish that we could like warn other houses and be like, they're not nice, but we can't. So it's fine. None of my rush crushes uh, ended up. No, I take that back. One of them did. One of them did. She came home to me on bid day. I really liked her. She's doing well. I still follow her. Uh, she didn't become my little. I love my little. I had never met her before big little reveal. And then we met each other and we were like, are we, are we the same person? Are, oh my God, like this is a match made in heaven, um, which was dope. I loved her. Um, I'll have to get her on the pod. I'd love to hear her experience because she rushed a year after me and it was like completely different. And she ended up leaving the University of Alabama because she was like, this is just not an environment that is conducive to like my mental health being well off. And I was like, honestly heard, like I was so depressed in college. I struggled so heavily and like, I thought that was normal, but okay. So back to being a recruiter. I really liked being a basement girl because I didn't have to like scream and shout and whatever. And like one of my girlfriends, Molly, she was in my bump group and it was like really last minute that I ended up like my parents wanted to pull me out of the university of Alabama. And then last minute we're like, I guess you can stay. And I was like, cool. But my girlfriend, Molly was like, I can't believe they're allowing you to talk to people. And I was like, mood, but it led to like, really good, deep conversations. And like, I feel like girls felt comfortable enough with me to like open up about themselves in ways that like I wouldn't have expected. Um, like I had a girl who we talked about her journey with her mental health and her committing suicide, um, 
or attempting suicide a couple years prior and another girl who struggled with self-harm just based off of like our philanthropy of building and helping and supporting young girls and how the organizations that we contribute to and that we support take in young girls and like teach them about how to be a strong person mentally, physically, like in making the connection between like, you're going to be physically strong, but you're also going to be mentally strong and having people that were like, I wish that I had had that as a kid because it would have benefited me. And I was like, yeah, like I, I get that. And I'm really grateful that those girls felt that comfort to like share that with me because it was so special to me to be like, I get to be a person who gets to hold the space and like have these conversations. And it was so sad when they didn't end up going my organization, but it was fine. Um, Obviously like spoiler alert, everybody while they're going through recruitment, like has a girl that they talk to that they're like, I want that girl to be my little, I want to be her friend. I want her in this organization. And if you don't go our organization, like on bid day, if we don't see your name, we're looking you up on Instagram to see where you went. It's just how it works. I only spoke to one girl during preference round that year. Like preference round, a lot of girls don't end up talking to anybody. And I talked to a girl who like, it was like last minute and she was like at the end and they were just like, we just need somebody. So I popped in and was like, hey, like whatever. She spent the entire like 20 minutes I was talking to her crying because the house she wanted dropped her. And I was like, hey, I get it. But like, you know, and I'm like trying to regurgitate what my Rokai had told me. And she was like, like, I get it. But they told me that I was going to be there on bid day. And like, they like bid promised her. And I was like, you should definitely tell your Rokai that so they can get fined. Um, But like, I'm really sorry to hear that. But like, if you're not there, it's probably for the best. Because I can look around this room and I want you to look around this room because you're going to see these girls again. If you are in this organization, these are the girls that are going to get to become your friends. And I promise you that you're going to find them here. Like you wouldn't be invited back here if we did not think that you were a good fit for this organization and that you could not only find friendships in the women that are already here, but in the other women that we are hand selecting to be your friends. And she was like, I guess. Um, and I just, I thought it was so funny that it was like my only experience with like the really like personal, deep conversations. She's like, I don't want to be here. The cool house that I wanted said no. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. That sucks. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, then bid day, um, I'm not going to use names, but there was a influencer who got into our house. And was the person who I was supposed to like welcome and like had the sign with their name on it. And another girl kind of lost it was like, I guess, allegedly hysterically crying. Like someone else came to me and was like, hey, um, so-and-so like really wanted to welcome her home. And I was like, okay. And they were like, she's crying. Like, can you please just like give her this person and like, we'll trade you her person. And I was like, one, like, do you guys realize that this is kind of fucked up? Like, just because someone is like running home to you on bid day, like, doesn't mean dick, doesn't mean anything at all. And they were like, it's just really important to her. And it was like kind of that moment that I had to be like, like, I have the awareness that like the world is much bigger than Greek life. And not everybody 
was at that point yet. I mean, we were 19 and I was just like, okay. So I welcomed home two girls. Um, and it just like, to this day, it makes me giggle, especially knowing like the behind the scenes of like this person who was upset about it really fought for them to not get dropped, even though they almost got dropped a couple of times for like GPA and for social, um, like our social chair person was like, Hey, like, I don't know if this is the type of person that we is one going to find friends. Like, that's great that you want to be their friend, but like other people. And it was very much like, but their social media presence and like this, like, it'll be good for the brand. And it was like, right. But like, what about the organization's core values? Um, and I mean, they had enough people fight for them. They got into the organization. I never fucking saw them at anything. And it just like, it was a wake up call to me of like, there are people in here who make this their entire life. And like, I really wanted to be like them. And then I had to like, stop and realize that like, I'm never going to be like them. I've already had too much shit happen in my life to be like, this is the most important thing in the world. And that's okay. Like, it's fine. But it would have been so nice to have been someone that like my world revolved around it for a little bit. But I just wasn't that person. Like, there was a little part of me that like felt embarrassed being like, I love my organization. And like, I saw everybody else doing it and I was like trying to like force it. And then I had to like realize that like I had to stop forcing it and just be like, I show up to the meetings, like I'm a passive, active person, you know, like the screams of excitement of things that like these people are feeling like such high highs with it. Like that's not me. And part of it was like my medication for my mental health was like really throwing me off at the time. And I I do wonder if I would have had a different experience if I was on different medication or if I wasn't on medication um, because it, it did hinder me a little bit. Um, I had been on the same medication for almost 10 years at that point. And I like had to go to a doctor and be like, I don't feel like a human being. Like I just constantly feel like I'm blocked from like, hi, from being a full person. To lose, do you want to say hello? big words. Toulouse actually was the most exciting thing to happen to me in college. (laughs) One of the most exciting things. We became life partners in 2020 during COVID. The animal shelter had him on a discount for $25 and we've been buddies ever since. He loves it. He loves me. He sees himself in the mirror. It's really funny. You want to say anything else? He's staring at himself in the mirror. It's so fucking funny. Okay. Say goodbye. Thank you, buddy. Anyways. Yeah. So I don't even know where I was going with that, but oh, I've got fur in my nose. He's got long hair and it gets everywhere. Um, but we, ow, just bit me. Not hard. He like love bites me when he wants something. He wants to go out. So I guess that's my cue to wrap this shit up. Sorority recruitment. I think it's beneficial to building life skills that you'll use later in life. It helps you become a better interviewer. It helps you become a better interviewee when it comes to jobs. You're going to find friends, whether it's in your organization or outside of your organization or the people on the outskirts, the like weird Barbies of your organization. I was a weird Barbie of my organization. And I truly feel that way, Um, that I felt like I was on the outskirts and I felt like nobody wanted to be friends with me. And thank God to my girlfriends that like became my, my long time, like lifelong girlfriends because they were people that I was like, God, they never want to be friends with me. And they were like, fuck you show up. Like, Hey, you're going to come do this thing with me. Like 
I felt too insecure to invite other people to do stuff with me. And it definitely hindered my relationships because I had this mindset that like nobody actually wants me and they're just going to leave and like betray me and like fuck me over. And then finding girlfriends that were like, Hey, you want to just come hang out? Like if I didn't get invited, I wasn't going because if I wasn't invited, I felt like I wasn't wanted. Don't let that hold you back. Um, But I do recommend it. I think that it has helped me in my career a lot, not necessarily in the networking aspect, which is, you know, a benefit, but like it taught me the social skills needed to go into a workplace and like exist and contribute and all that. So yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram at long D friends pod. You can send us an email at long D friends pod at gmail.com. Again, my name is Liv. You can find me on TikTok at shit. I think I changed it. It's like lived, laughed, loathed L I V though. Um, I post all of the like behind the scenes and promos of these, uh, episodes because oh, sometimes the, sh- the shit I cut is fucking funny. Um, but yeah, follow us on the gram. Okay. If you are a sponsor, don't be shy. Slide in my DMs. Um, I need to go feed to lose before he gets so wound up that he throws up because he does that. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye.